this is your host Victoria and in today's episode we are talking about the savior complex also known as the position of the rescuer in the drama triangle. If you have ever felt like you are constantly putting your own wants and needs on the back burner in order to respond to what others need from you, then this episode is for you. As usual, I would love to know where in the world you are and what you are doing as you listen to this episode. So take a quick picture of where you're at right now and tag me on Instagram at Victoria Sardin so I can feel like I'm experiencing this moment with you as well. I hope you enjoy the episode, guys. I can't wait to hear what you think. Welcome to the Victoria Sardin Podcast, where you'll discover actionable tools, tips, and tricks, as well as inspiring conversations to support you to change your own reality. We all have immense personal power within us. We all have the ability to be the person we look up to the most and take charge of our lives and our future. Sometimes we just need a little insight, a little change of perspective, and a friendly nudge to take the step. Are you ready? Hey guys, today we are talking about the savior complex. It's also known as the position of the rescuer in the drama triangle. If you don't know what I mean by the drama triangle, then this was last week's episode where we spoke about three roles that are part of this triangle on each angle of the triangle. And these three roles essentially interact together and create this weird, unhealthy, dramatic dynamic. And the presence of one role suggests the presence of the others. And the thing with the drama triangle is that although we all have a bit of a natural tendency, an area in which we naturally begin in the triangle, once we're sucked into the drama triangle, we can very easily switch from role to role. And we're going to be going more in depth into this today. In the previous podcast episode, I gave you a brief on what each of the three roles are. So the three roles that are part of this triangle are the persecutor, the victim, and the rescuer. And in today's episode, we are doing a big deep dive into the position of the rescuer. What is it? What does it look like? What's the danger of playing this role? And what can we concretely do in order to pull ourselves out? So let's start with who is it? What is the position of the rescuer? Essentially, the rescuer is the one who always swoops in to save the day. And the reason why I wanted to start by focusing on this role in particular is for two reasons. One reason this is something that a lot of my clients come to me for. It's something that I actually find a lot of my clients really identify with. And a lot of the time when they really describe their personal struggles, we can very quickly see that they're actually taking the position of the rescuer and this is the root of their struggles. So that's one reason why I wanted to touch on this role first. But another reason is because I actually find this role very interesting because it's often one that is really moralized. We see it as you know this kind of virtuous place to be. When we think about the three roles, you know, we think about the persecutor, okay, we can all understand that's not really a good place to be, the victim either, and we see the rescuer as the good guy. We see that as the positive. We see that as something we want to be, we want to strive for. And I even notice it in my clients when we're able to dig down and realize that they are taking the position of the rescuer. We can kind of also realize that part of them doesn't actually want to move out of this space. 
because part of them actually feels good about being the one who's constantly giving themselves up for others. They see that as something positive. They see that as something that is virtuous, that gives them extra value as a person. And they see themselves really as this constantly giving being, which is almost what we equate with being saint-like, right? So there's a difference that needs to be made between the savior complex and being a giving person, right? So we're not saying that giving or helping other people is inherently bad, of course not, but there is a difference to be made and the line isn't clear. The line is a bit fuzzy, it's a bit gray, but I'm gonna try to do my best to really clarify this. First of all, explaining by why the savior complex is a concern and why it's not a virtuous place to be and how it differs from being giving. So the problem is that the savior complex suggests a kind of narrow ideology. It suggests a belief that is held true and held constant. And that belief is that I must save others. Others need me to save them. I will always swoop in and save the day. And that, of course, does not take into consideration the nuances and the complexities of life. There are certain situations in which somebody doesn't need your help. There are certain situations in which you're better to stand off. However, the problem with the savior complex or the position of the rescuer is that those nuances, those complexities are not taken into account because the base standard is I will always swoop in to save. I will always help. And that's where we can really determine the difference. So the difference is being a given person suggests that when your help is needed, when somebody wants your help, needs your help, and it is the right thing to do for both them and you, then you come in and help. But the savior complex or the rescuer does not take that into consideration at all. It's a rigid and limited belief that I will always save, I will always help, that is my role, that is my job, and I will do it all the time, no matter what. So why is this unhealthy? What's the problem with being the one who's always swooping in to help? Because we could potentially think, well, that's a good thing, no matter what, I'm always being the knight in shining armor, swooping in on my white horse to save the day. But it is an unhealthy position. It is just as unhealthy as being the persecutor or the victim. And here is why. So first of all, being in the position of the rescuer can bring about a lot of guilt. And the rescuer can feel as though they're constantly guilty if they're not helping. And there's something that we can dig a little bit deeper in. Because the presence of that guilt suggests that they feel pity towards the victim. And if we dig even further into this, they're essentially stepping in to help in order to alleviate their own emotions of guilt rather than necessarily really doing it to save others. So they're feeling that guilt because they want to always be helping. They feel pity towards the victim, which then if we take this an even step further, the presence of pity suggests that they almost see the victim as lesser than. They see the victim as below them. They see the victim as someone who cannot help themselves. So they actually swoop in to alleviate their own feelings of guilt. Another reason why this is concerning, why it's unhealthy, is that they place their own value on their ability to help the victim. And of course, we know that only a victim can help a victim, right? Everyone can only help themselves and decide to help themselves. And therefore, a savior swooping in will never be able to fully save or help the victim they're trying to help. 
Not only that, but they're seeking external validation. So they're seeking this proof that they are worthy because they were able to help. And if we consider the fact that a savior will never be able to fully rescue the victim, then that can play up on their self-esteem. So they might start questioning their self-worth, thinking, well, if my role is to save, my role is to help, and I'm not doing it perfectly, then what is my value? And they start questioning their self-worth, their self-esteem decreases. And there's something interesting to note about the self-esteem because it's something that is inherently tied with this position of the rescuer. It's having lower self-esteem. And it's not entirely clear if the self-esteem decreases as a consequence of taking the position of the rescuer or if actually a lower self-esteem then drives them to take the position of the rescuer because they're hoping that rescuing others will increase their self-esteem. But regardless, both kind of feed into each other and it does lead into this big downward spiral where someone who is constantly in this position of the rescuer may find themselves questioning their self-worth and with a lower self-esteem. So another layer to add onto this, which makes the whole thing a little bit more twisted even, is that a rescuer often thrives off the dependency of the victim. So in a weird way, although they want to save the victim, they also don't want to save them too much because they like the fact that the victim is dependent on them, that the victim needs them. And they also do that in order to boost or increase their self-worth. And that can create codependent relationships. And that's where one of the big issues really is, is that the rescuer takes responsibility for the victim. So the victim's issues, the victim's concerns, the victim's problems, the rescuer will take all of that on their own back and take responsibility for it. And there's different reasons for this. It can be a combination of once again, using this as a way to boost their own self-worth, or it can be a way of maintaining control. So a lot of the time, if a rescuer feels like they don't fully have control over their own life, they will take responsibility of others on their own back in order to feel like at least they're controlling that. And so it can be tied very, very closely with this need for control. And that brings me straight into my last point, which is that if they're taking responsibility for others, it can lead them to not taking responsibility for themselves. And often, actually, they are taking responsibility for others as a way of distracting themselves from their own concerns, from their own burdens, from their own baggage, any internal conflicts that they might be dealing with. Well, they almost see it as honorable to be able to take on other people's, but in a way it it helps them as well, right? It's convenient for them because they think, well, if I'm taking care of somebody else's issues, then I don't need to look at my own. And then on top of it, look, I'm actually being helpful. I'm being the savior. I'm being the rescuer. And I'm constantly swooping in to help others. But it also gives them a reason to avoid their own issues. They are taking the responsibility for the victim, but not taking responsibility for themselves. So these are all the reasons why this is an unhealthy position to be in. I hope that that has made that a little bit clearer. Now let's look at what is the long-term danger of this position. And this is where it gets really quite interesting because it becomes really clear how we can switch from one role to another. And the role of the rescuer can very, very easily move into the position of the victim or the persecutor. And I'll 
demonstrate this with a little bit of an example. And this is one that I hear time and time again with my coaching clients. So if you are somebody who feels like you are constantly giving to everyone around you, maybe you're at work, you've got some big deadlines, you've got big projects, you really need to focus on what it is that you need to get done, and you're constantly getting interrupted by colleagues and other people asking if you can help them out with this, if you can just do this quickly, if you can show them that, and of course you constantly say yes, but this starts breeding a growing feeling of frustration. You start thinking, oh my goodness, now I've had to come home and work from home until midnight to get everything done because I spend my entire day helping everybody else. And that's where we start seeing that shift. And that's really normally the time in which clients come to me because when they're still happy in the position of the rescuer and they're still happy to give and give and give, they don't necessarily see it as a concern. But when that frustration starts to grow, then it starts to become a problem. And that's usually when we start our coaching journeys. And that's where it's really interesting to bring it back and to say, okay, well, what's going on here? Are you perhaps shifting from the position of the rescuer to the position of the victim. When you're in the position of the victim, something that's interesting to note is that you will always determine a persecutor. So if you yourself feel like the victim, then there is somebody that you're placing in the position of the persecutor because there is no victim without a persecutor, whether it's real or simply felt internally, that is still the case. So what I see with my clients is that a lot of the time they start placing their job or their boss or their colleague or maybe their friends or even their family in the position of the persecutor while they take the role of the victim. And an easy way to see if you're maybe in this position where you're shifting from the rescuer to the victim is they're saying things like, I'm constantly giving to them and I can't catch a break and it's just nonstop and no one understands how much I have on my plate and no one understands how much I have to get done. So these are just some key indicators that you might be moving to this position and it's really accompanied with this growing frustration where we start feeling very powerless. It feels like we don't have a say and everybody else is deciding for us what we spend our time doing. And here's where it gets a little bit tricky is that a lot of the time, if you are a rescuer who's shifting into the position of the victim, well, when you were the rescuer, you were helping these people because you care. You want to be the person to help your colleagues or to help your friends. But then when you move into the position of the victim, you're actually making them the persecutor. You're putting them in the position of the bad guy when really these are people that you actually care about, that you want to help, and that maybe don't necessarily deserve to be put in a position of the quote-unquote bad guy or the persecutor. And this is where we can bring it even a step further, and you might find yourself shifting from the position of the victim to the persecutor because maybe you lash out at them. Maybe you start criticizing them, blaming them. You start being oppressive. You start being angry. And that really comes from that low-grade buildup of frustration that happens when you're in the position of the rescuer. And I've even had a client who was a mother admit that you know she found herself yelling at her child. She was thinking, I don't want to be this kind of person. I don't want to be this mother who's yelling at her child. But she said, I found myself in this position because... 
I had been the rescuer for so long. I was the one swooping in and doing everything for my family and everything for my colleagues and everything in my work and everything at home. And after being the victim for a little bit, she then completely released her anger and found herself actually persecuting her child. When in reality, the only reason she was in this position is because she was constantly trying to save her child or be the one to help her child out of love and care. So I hope that this has made it clear about how we can so easily move from one role to another. And I really see this as one of the biggest dangers of the rescuer. Another one would be this feeling of not enoughness, of never having done enough. And I know that this is something that a lot of my clients also feel, and I'm sure this resonates with you as well. It's this constant feeling of I'm not working enough. I'm not achieving enough. I'm not trying enough. I'm not doing enough. And it's always not enough, not enough. And that can really have a big impact on your confidence when you start focusing on all the things that you are not doing enough of. And that really comes hand in hand with the position of the rescuer. As I said before, the rescuer is actually placing their own self-worth on external validation, on their ability to save people that they will never be able to save. So if you put your personal value in the hands of somebody else who maybe doesn't want your help, doesn't need your help, and won't actually change from your help, then no wonder you feel like you're not enough. You've put your personal value in somebody else's hands. And that is also a position of victimhood. So that is another big danger of being the rescuer or the savior complex. Okay, now let's move on to what we can do about this, right? So we understand this is a problem. We understand it's an unhealthy position. We see the long-term danger. Maybe you resonate with a lot of the things that I've said, or you've really found yourself in some of these examples. Let's look at what we can do. The first key point is that everything to do with the drama triangle and all the positions included, it's a game. It's this weird one-upping superiority game where yes, actually the rescuer oftentimes rescues other people in order to feel superior. So it's this whole power game, power trip. And that is the first step is really breaking the game by bringing in honesty and awareness. And that honesty starts with yourself. It's about asking yourself, who am I trying to save here? And maybe if there's no one person in particular, and this is just a recurrence of examples, then ask yourself, why do I constantly feel the need to save others? And you can take this even further saying, do others actually want and need my help? And another step towards finding more honesty with yourself It's reminding yourself, you know what? This role is not virtuous. This does not make me morally superior. As people, we're always trying to seek the good. We're seeking what makes us feel good, what makes us appear to be good. And when we can break that down and say, no, you know what? Giving constantly without no limit, without no boundaries, without no judgment of the circumstance does not make us good. It is not virtuous. It's something that can be extremely detrimental. So let's break that. Let's break that from thinking my role here is to be the knight in shining armor and swoop in and save the day. No, that is not a virtuous place to be in. And that can sometimes be already a huge shift. Now, how can we move out of this position of the rescuer? Well, when we're in the position of the rescuer, we're generally there to help or we want to help. 
And as I said, all the way at the beginning, it's not negative, of course, to help other people, but it's negative to do it in the way that you are constantly trying to rescue. And instead, we should be seeking to be a coach. So moving from the position of the rescuer to the coach. And when we are a coach, we understand that the other person is not lesser or weaker than you. They don't need your help. They are perfectly capable human beings. They are strong. They are fully able to change themselves. And being a coach myself, this is the kind of approach that I take, right? You might notice that in some of my episodes, or if you've ever worked with me, I'll sometimes say things that are hard to hear. And it's because I know that you, whoever is listening to this right now, you are a strong, powered individual and you can create change in your life. And I'm not here to baby you or to stroke your hair or to tell you what you want to hear. I'm here to really tell you what you need to hear so that you can create the changes in your life because I know that you are capable. We are on the same footing. And that's what we need to accept when we find ourselves in the position of the rescuer is that no, we are not better or greater than anybody else. They are fully capable to solve their own problems, but we can, of course, support them right? That's the role of a coach. So concretely, what does that look like? Well, when you find yourself in a position where you really want help, you feel this natural pull to being the savior. The first step is to really listen, is to listen to what the other person is going through and to simply be a set of ears, not giving advice, not telling them what to do, not trying to do it for them, really just sitting and listening. Then instead of swooping in and saying, I'll do it, I'll take care of it, don't worry, I got this. Instead, ask the other person, what what do you need here? What is it that you need? What did you think that you would need to do in order to create the change that you would need in this situation? So you're asking them and encouraging them to really articulate what they're struggling with and what they can do to change it. And that can be a huge help. That is way more help to them than ever having somebody swoop in and do it for them. The third thing is learning to wait and to give space. And it can feel extremely counterintuitive, especially if you're used to always swooping in, saving the day, saying, I'll do it for you. I'll take this. Don't worry. Is really just learning to wait and give them space. Maybe you have a colleague that always comes and tells you that they're struggling with this, that, or the other, and your natural inclination is to say, okay, I'll take up the project. Don't worry. I'll email them. I'll make the phone call. I'll finish the presentation. Instead, listen to their struggles. Ask, what is it that you think you would need to do in order to move forward here? And then give them the space to do it. And if ever you find yourself in a position where maybe you have a certain dynamic with another person, maybe it's with a friend or a family member, a significant other, and it's a bit weird, right? Because you have this dynamic of always swooping in and saving the day. So they might actually be a bit confused as to what you're doing. Well, this is where I see honesty taking a whole other step is even telling them, being honest, saying, look, I've noticed that I have this pattern of always trying to swoop in, save the day. I know that it's something that ultimately doesn't serve me and it doesn't serve you either. So I'm trying to change my ways. I'm trying to give you the space to take responsibility for what you're going through and make the change that you know you need. However, if you really need my help on something, feel free to come and talk to me about it and we can go through it together. And that is really a place of power. Not only are you taking the power back over yourself, but you're giving the power to that other person. 
You're essentially telling them you are strong, you are capable. I know you can get through this. Of course, if you need support, I'm here, but why don't you try it out? Why don't you articulate what it is you need to do and move forward step by step and let's see where it goes. So those are my tips for you. I hope that it was interesting. I hope that this really gets you thinking. As usual, my approach towards coaching, my approach towards personal development in general, it's not limited, it's not narrow, it's really holistic and a 360 degree approach. And there are so many different moving parts that come into consideration when we talk about moving out of the position of the rescuer, especially work around identity, work around values, work around beliefs, learning about ourselves. Those are also huge aspects that can really help us and support us to move out of this space. Of course, I can't go through all of that right now in today's episode, but that is the basis of my self-mastery solution which is my group coaching program and this program runs over 12 weeks we have a new intake starting at the beginning of july so if you are interested in joining in going through 12 weeks of focused work in order to reach self-mastery in order to decide which are the identities which are the roles that you want to pick up let go of move on from and really move into a position where you feel like you are taking the reins you are taking the control and the charge over your life then join us send me a quick message on instagram saying victoria tell me more and i will give you all of the details in the meantime guys i will see you next week for a brand new episode <laughs>